Hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of B2B Nav. Uh, this week we thought we'd spend just a quick one, 10-15 minutes discussing the art of effectively planning uh, communications campaigns going into the, the new year. So typically uh, Q4 of any calendar year involves a lot of our clients starting to think about um, not only looking at what they've achieved in the year that's just passing or coming to pass um, and also what the key priorities are going into the following year and obviously this is a time when a lot awful lot of plans are pulled together and we can touch on what they actually mean in reality but an awful lot of good intention and and, and what people want to achieve um, I guess your experience with that Ollie I guess from a digital tech standpoint but also a wider communications point do you see a lot of the digital campaigns being reflected on and evaluated at this time of the year or is it not the case? Um, I guess it dep depends as it always does to some extent from client to client but yeah it's, it's typically a time of year when we end up pulling together a lot of reports and, and yeah seeing how things have gone overall because when, you, when you're in the thick of it you tend to be looking at it on a more monthly basis mm -hmm. so it's a great time to take a bit of a step back and, and think about this as a whole you'll always have um, ebbs and flows within, within a, a campaign so overall how did this work did we achieve what we were trying to set out to achieve or not whether every client actually chooses to go to that person or not, they should. No, but that's what that's. I guess that's one of the points to kind of touch on, and no doubt we'll kind of talk in jest about it today a little bit. But in the sense of, do you think people actually do go through that process of most importantly, as you said, reflecting on what you actually set out to do? I think you can talk about the performance of, and you know, not necessarily a, a digital campaign, but your your wider communication strategy. But you can certainly speak about um, how it's performing at the minute and how it's done and what the impact of it's been, but. Do, they, do you think the actual plans that are set at the start of the year is a disciplined process that many people revisit? I think it starts a bit earlier than that, is did you actually set out a detailed plan at the start of the year or not? Yeah. Because I think in a lot of cases you haven't. You've started out with a budget and then you've had some ideas in mind and then you've run that for a year. Yeah. But if you don't have um, figures, KPIs, things like that attached to it or yep. goals in mind then you've got nothing to compare to when it comes to, to that end of year period to, to reflect against. So, uh, yeah, as I say, some clients are very for that. Others um, are obviously not quite so, uh, quite so into the it, numbers. It's just never been lost on me, and it's stuck with me probably from the professional services days of when clients would spend hours, weeks, crafting these beautiful plans for the next year, or two years, or three years, or five years sometimes, that they'd update every single year. Um, to be bound up into beautiful glossy folders and presentation documents and they'd all sit down at a board meeting and you'd sign it off and everybody would be happy with that strategy and then they were just never referred to again they mm. never even saw the light of day other than being carted around under somebody's arm but never really referred to and I think you know now in the marketing world you, you see that kind of similar kind of pretend sometimes around mm. I'm thinking more around KPIs as well that yeah. KPIs are mentioned at the start of the campaign but how often I'd be interested to get your opinion on how how often are they revisited, or are they kind of lost in the ether of the the, the the transactional activity in a way? I think when when a client starts off with with meaningful KPIs, they're often monitored and looked at. Mm -hmm. If they're more, let's say, um, I don't know the correct word, but kind of uh, cosmetic KPIs, L loose. <laughs> <laughs> if it's things like let, let's take a digital campaign for example, because of my background, if it's more a, a, a campaign that where we're focusing on impressions and clicks. Mm -hmm they're quite weak in terms of, of metrics to determine whether your campaign is really having an impact or not. If we're talking about trying to um, actually drive leads, and let's take that a, a step further and say instead of marketing leads, we're talking about sales leads, mm -hmm. that's that's more likely to result in some serious comparison happening um, and, and more meaningful um, understanding about what value your campaigns have actually driven. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And then in terms of, I guess, the reasons why maybe people don't dedicate the time they should do to that kind of planning activity and do it as diligently as they should, obviously there's a lot of pressure on people's time at the minute. Our own clients and running your own business has equal, equal pressure on your time. But surely it's fundamental to the success of your next year's activity, assuming we're operating on a calendar year basis, obviously, to to make it to you know commit to having that time to actually dedicate to such a diligent process yeah but i think it's also it, it can be hard or, or be seen as hard and i think when something's daunting it, it's something you you stay away from a little mm -hmm. bit and i think there's also that aspect of I, I don't think if we compare marketers to sales people i don't think marketers in general are, are as used to having a number assigned to, yep. to their role and, and being told this is what you you need to achieve whereas obviously as a salesperson you typically have weekly monthly targets that you need to hit and that your your performance is measured against and i think we, we tend to shy away from that in marketing more than we should mm -hmm. i know i'm talking a lot more about sales and lead generation here um i realize not all campaigns that if, if you're awareness and it does need to be measured differently but when we yeah, are talking about lead gen then but I, think, I think that works it's an interesting point because arguably if you were to write down the the perfect way to structure a plan for a business you'd start with the business objectives so mm -hmm. um and quite often you don't never see sight of those do you, from a marketer's point of view you join you join the journey so far down the line mm -hmm. when either the business objectives have already been set or maybe they're just not even spoken about you might you might join at kind of the marketing the marketing objective side of things but it's important to wind it back to what does the business want to achieve so when mm -hmm. you're talking about sales and lead generation arguably a lot of that is typically growth you would say from a business objectives point of view mm -hmm. so a lot of business objectives you'll see are they want to grow by x percent or they want to sell x more pounds worth of products or services or whatever it may be and but in order to achieve that you've got to go back to that business objective level to therefore break it down as you say so what's the sales lead what's the marketing qualified lead what's the activity what's going to generate that kind of um yeah. drive and scale of growth so we see it with things like let's say take a product launch campaign because that's always a, an easy one to think of where, where a company has something shiny and new that they want to get out there in the market they presumably either created something new or they've seen a need for something mm -hmm. uh, within the marketplace that, that they want to make a big fuss about. And I think what we uh, sometimes, not always, but uh, sometimes see is that a company will go out there and, and start promoting that. And mm -hmm. it's just like, let's promote it. We've got 10,000 uh, pounds, euros, dollars, whatever it might be that we want to put behind that. Let's get that out there. Mm -hmm. But that, that figures often come up with because that's a budget they have in mind. And they're not considering that business objective that they're trying to achieve with that product. So yep. what is success for them with that new launch? What are they trying to achieve? Do they need X number of sales? Do they have X number of staff that are focused on pushing that from a sales perspective? If yep. so, they might need leads flowing in from marketing to, to keep them in a job, to mm -hmm. keep them occupied. So I think that's where, we, yeah, we do need to go back to what is the business actually trying to achieve mm -hmm. and then structure our marketing around that to support that rather than than kind of doing marketing for the sake of it. I, I don't know how much exposure you've had to the dialogues, but I think quite often when you push back on um, clients or contacts to, to ask them what their business objectives are, do you think they actually know the marketing functions and the marketing teams? Do you think it's been communicated well enough to them of overall? Because one of the things I'm thinking about here is we run our team transparently here in the sense that we tell them exactly what we're going to do on a granular basis and part of that for me is telling the team so you, you've got a commitment to deliver it mm -hmm. and it's always been a psychological thing for me to say we're going we want to deliver this next year here's our goals here's our metrics 
because um, then it gives you that commitment to do it because it's almost embarrassing to stand up in front of the team and say you've not done it. Mm-hmm. But I know some larger businesses, sometimes they'll have their town halls, they'll have their presentations, but it'll be very top line what they share with the team, mm-hmm. you know, on growth of 5%. How they actually deliver that growth and how they get there and the steps towards doing that. Obviously, marketing's a fundamental role in that journey of, of shaping and delivering that growth. But do you think... Do you think a lot of the contacts we're working with have the understanding of what how their marketing activity is linked to the business objectives or not? I'd say in some cases, it really comes down to, I guess, individuals involved and not necessarily even the individuals that we're working with that yeah. are our contacts, but I guess it comes down to to who sits above them from a management point of view. Mm-hmm. To, is that is that being passed down or not? Because, yeah, I think my, my experience of previous roles is probably similar to, to what you've mentioned there, which is that you often don't know what the business is trying to achieve mm-hmm. or why and it's just we've we've got something we need to market and i think that's that's important it ties on for everything but in terms of when you cascade it down through the organizations and it's something you know we have to work on here and i'm conscious of a lot of the time is to when people want to understand what value they add or what purpose they serve in a business and how they contribute to the success of the business understanding those business level objectives and if it's a marketing team and a sales team how your role then ties into that and what you're looking to deliver that year and I wonder, I wonder whether we touched on it in previous podcasts, I guess, and chats, whether that's partially because marketing has got away with it lightly in the past. And I can, I can say that with, with a straight face, but in the sense of they've not been held that accountable in the past to the results, as you say. Yeah. So in the sense of they've been able to deliver their activity, people know you need to do marketing. Yeah. Um, but tangibly, if, if marketing is going to be accountable for 3% of the 10% growth in that year, are they that accountable to it? And I think I think I keep saying it. I think this is a change in tide you're seeing at the minute. Well, I think it's one of the ones where certainly I'm sure I speak for most marketers here. The idea of of, of having a target against your role is it's more worrying, isn't it? Hmm? You, you've got a clear line of did you fail or not? Well, account- past, ac- like accountability. It's just accountability, though, yeah. isn't it? Like I mean, yeah. Some people would say it's fear. Some people would say it's worry. Some people would say it's stress. It's just accountability. Because hmm. otherwise, what are you doing it for? Yeah, exactly. So I think it's just uh, it's something we should just embrace, and it's not necessarily easy. And I'd obviously like to think that anybody um, will understand that that doesn't mean you'll necessarily get it right at the beginning. Yeah. But if you don't start measuring, you have no clue if what you're doing at the moment is right or not. No, but I think it'll separate um, kind of the men from the boys in the way in the marketing world a little bit because those that, as you say, you're never going to necessarily get it right first time. There's always a chance to do better. There's always a chance to optimize the results. But those agencies or individuals or whoever who are just used to kind of the spray and pray marketing approach of spend as much as we can and hope something sticks, I just don't think they've got a place going forward as communications is evolving. That marketeers have to take more accountability, mm-hmm. but then maybe further up the chain, C suites need to have more respect for marketing and communications in the sense of the role they play in delivering that growth yeah. um, and thinking on a more integrated basis. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, definitely a key thing when we start thinking about planning for next year is not necessarily starting with the budget although no you companies may have fixed budgets but just think about what you're trying to achieve Mm -hmm. because if you try and if you're trying to achieve too much or you don't know what you're trying to achieve specifically your plans probably aren't going to work out as well as you'd like how many how many i won't say clients but in your experience again do you think there's a bit in the marketing world almost a an apathy just to say well we'll do what we did last year yeah to some extent I think definitely, um, certainly if it's a company that's not measuring things too closely. Mm-hmm. And um, 
just to be clear, we do try and uh, to educate clients, prospects and companies that we speak to that, yeah, you should always be trying to aim for something, but sometimes it's it's more of a case of that's not what they're used to and that's not the way they want to work. So I think in that case, if they don't have, have something in mind that they want to achieve, they know they did uh, a, a £10,000 campaign last time, they've got something coming up again, nobody complained about it last time, yep. so let's just do that thing again. It yeah. seemed to work in terms of the fact that we got lots of impressions and clicks, great, but again, we didn't necessarily get if, if we tied it back to a business objective you'd mm. probably see it didn't get what you would have liked to get from it and how many times realistically i mean i'm, I'm, I'm asking the questions in more just to shape the conversation because yeah. i don't know the answer but how many times do you think sales and marketing actually sit down together as part of the planning process i think rarely in, in my opinion yeah, I, yeah. I can't be certain because i'm not sitting in in with all the clients as they're making these decisions yeah but i think that's a key thing that that should be happening more and i know obviously it's a it's a widely talked about topic of sales and marketing alignment yeah but particularly going back to what we were talking about at the beginning of having kind of that review of the last year i think this is a, a really great time to try and connect with sales if we think about any activity that's supposed to drive any kind of lead gen or, or sales leads whatever it might be in b2b that that purchase cycle is slow mm-hmm. so while during the month of a campaign let's say uh, there was a campaign running in, in february um you might know you generated a lead you won't know for months if that's going to convert into a sale in many cases whereas towards the end of the year um you'll have a much better idea about how successful that's been how many of those did convert to sales or at least um could be considered a meaningful project for uh, sorry prospect for the near future mm-hmm. that's always going to be a rolling thing so there'll be there'll be leads that have dropped in the last two days mm-hmm. that aren't ready yet yeah. but at least you should know from from all your activity towards the first half of the year for example you should have a good idea about how well that's performed and yeah. if if it's a lot of zeros it's probably not worked too well are you familiar with the term revops or revenue ops revenue operations mm, don't think so. it's something that i'm hearing more and more mentioned at the minute so it ties into this point around the alignment of sales and marketing mm-hmm. so it's almost new departments that you know businesses and corporates are kind of creating now to try and force the alignment of them mm-hmm. so you'll also hear them referred to as like i think it's customer success teams and customer success operations but it's effectively marketers and sales working together to yeah. agree on what they're doing at the start of the year agree on but but marketing taking a chunk of that accountability mm-hmm. from sales it's a it's a ongoing rivalry isn't it and yeah. from listening i listen to both sales podcasts and, and marketing podcasts and go to events not at the minute obviously but generally you go to events virtual <laughs> and you just you hear a lot of those jokes about like oh sales will ruin our campaign or, or you get salespeople joking about how marketers are just going to throw the word of rubbish and i find it really frustrating from my point of view because it seems so counterproductive it's like just talk to each other yeah but i think i think that's the that's the mind shift in in us as well as as, as communications experts and agencies and whatever you want to refer to us as of we've got to embrace that mentality as well so when mm-hmm. we say we work in marketing do we and this is something i raise all the time that always gets raised eyebrows with me of you know do we do we actually work in sales does everybody work in sales and you've heard these debates for years and years and years but i think this movement towards revenue ops or rev ops you're going to see it more i don't mm-hmm. i don't think it's a, a you know a fly by night kind of change i think it's more of a considered change by businesses and large corporates to try and force those teams together and get that kind of holistic approach to I guess the customer service kind of cycles, um, but I've not seen it. I've not seen it a great deal across our clients yet. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I like the idea of the fact that it's it's taking the word sales and marketing out of it. So yeah. it's, there's no, um, or I would suspect, reduced tension between who's owning the process. Um, so yeah, I've, I've, heard, well, I've, heard that, I've heard the marketeers referred to as sales accelerators as part mm. of that process as well. Which is again, it's just interesting too when you think about it. Is you know helping you sell more or faster is probably part of what marketing mm. does in a way. Well, I heard a, a great. Uh, I think it was on a podcast that 
and we've probably talked about it on a previous episode, but it was um, it was a marketing team in a large international multi-billion pound company mm-hmm. um, that um, that basically had the marketers assigned to salespeople. They sat in the sales training. They basically just tried to work out how they could support the salespeople better. What troubles were they having during that, that buying process where mm-hmm. they could potentially help out by, by sending additional touch points to their contacts and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a great way to think about it is, is just trying to work together and think how can it help you as opposed to it being we're over here and you're over there. I think that's got to come back to the alignment of the, of the target set and that kind of thing. I really do because there's nothing more to pull you together than having a clear goal in mind and that clear accountability. It comes back to it all the time for me, I think, in terms of the planning process. But, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to canvas our own clients in a way and ask them, you know, how many of you have spoken to sales? How many of you have understood what the business objectives are before you've spun them into marketing objectives yeah. for the year and so on? I can certainly say from a measurement point of view, it's usually something that we end up kind of suggesting and pushing for, mm-hmm. you know, to be like speaking to the marketing contacts and saying, can, let's hook up with sales and see how, how they're seeing these these leads, for example, going and getting their feedback in there rather than it being something that's being driven client-side. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'd, I'd just relish to see more of that. But a lot of these decisions are things that effectively end up taking place over years, aren't they? As, as minds uh, slowly shift, as people are slowly educated. But I think we are slowly seeing a move in that direction, at least. I think you'll see it more as the C-suites and the decision makers and the senior stakeholders in businesses become younger. Um, I think if you were to say to you know the more mature C-suite individuals maybe who aren't as forward-thinking potentially in their ways that you should drop sales and marketing and rebrand it revenue operations they might fall off the chair whereas other people would just totally get that's the way to align the sales and marketing mm-hmm. teams and make them more accountable and so on so I think it's a, it's a changing tide as you say mm-hmm. but I do think we've I think we've got a responsibility as the as the marketers and the communicators in the mix to to, to want to be held more accountable. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know many marketers that really want to be held accountable. Um, well, I think it's just, do you really want to, to get the, to the end of a, a year's worth of activity? And if somebody says, what have you achieved? Uh, and not be able to answer that, even to yourself. Just yeah, to but say, that's what drives you, isn't it? Is that not what drives you? If you get to the end of the year, if you ask the, que- if you ask the question, what have you achieved? And you can, and you can sit and look, look yourself in the mirror and comfortably say, not a lot. A question. No, I'm serious. I question. I mean, people have different drives and different abilities. But if you look yourself in the mirror in December and you look back on January when you started the year and you don't feel like you've grown or developed or learnt new skills or something, then very different people maybe. You know what I mean? But but for me, that's why I love. I love learning new things and love growing and love understanding the new the new side of things. And for me, with the marketing, the communication side of it, it's changing so rapidly at the minute. Mm. Um, For me, it's exciting, and I, I want us to be all more accountable. What you want to be able to, in my opinion, is, again, just sticking with that example of a lead gen campaign, yep. is just be able to say, yeah, you spent 5000 on that, mm-hmm. but look what we got from it. And we had that with a, with a client recently where uh, we did a uh, ABM campaign. I think it was one of their first forays into marketing, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but it went well. They've, yeah. got, they've got a lot of meaningful sales leads and meetings off the back of that campaign yeah. with you know, high-profile um, target accounts for them. Mm-hmm. And we can just—I feel like we can be really proud of that, uh, and just say we helped make that happen. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the credits to them for creating a great product. Yeah, absolutely. Really helped <laughs> to facilitate it along the way, and yeah, but again, you've accelerated the sales. Hopefully, but that's what you've done, isn't it? You've communicated well, and you've accelerated the sales. Obviously, it's their, it's their products, as you say for sure. But then. I'm just thinking about other things that you'd think about as part of the planning process because when we talk about pla- uh, stra- strategy and planning, sorry, um, the strategy work that we do obviously here, a lot of it would involve understanding the market environment, competitive environment, 
and, and looking at the competitors. Do you, do you think there's a need to do that? Do you think people do do that as part of their planning for the next year? Do you think they'll look sideways to the, or whatever the competitors are positioned to sort of go, what have, what have they done this year? It's what moves have they made? self-aware and that applies to brands as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I guess to some extent it'll depend your position in the market, how dominant you are and how well established your, your brand and strategy is already. Yeah. But I think it's always good to have that awareness. And I'm sure you found this, Matt, is that a lot of companies haven't actually done the thinking they they should have done or or if they have done it was in the past and it's probably out of date and needs to be rethought about who they are as a company and they start sounding wishy-washy but it's really important who they are as a company um what they're trying to achieve what they're trying to help their customers and, and their prospects with and how they how they talk about themselves and how that compares to how competitors talk about themselves because when people are evaluating uh, you know, a couple of companies that they might potentially work with that's that's an essential difference I, I think it's a big point that though in the sense of I'm not saying you should adjust your mission and vision and values every year but you should look at them annually to make sure it's still relevant and valuable to the clients that you serve or the people that you want the customers you wish to sell to but then I, I do think that's actually critical because a lot of people just don't they're, they're, they're set in stone they don't move mm-hmm. but when we talk about customer centricity and understanding your customer and the modern B2B buyer and all these other phrases. I've got a lot of clients and prospects at the minute that would that would claim they're a really customer-centric organization. And you ask them, what do they know about their customers? What do they know about the buying profiles and behaviors? Quite often, it's not a lot. It's a very, very inside-out approach yeah. to strategy. And we see that all the time, I think, when we, when we engage with, um, take a, a website development project, for example. Yeah. You'll, um, you'll often you know speak to sales as part of that process and be like yeah we know our customers this is what they're like that's what they're like and when you speak to customers there's often some of that but they're only seeing one part of the picture they're only mm-hmm. seeing the part that they've told the sales people from yep. a small and often anecdotal sample size yeah so yeah i think when you when you start doing that self-reflection um it it often helps you understand who you are and and helps in my opinion reinforce what you want to be yeah helps to reiterate that and and that can shape your communications going forward nice Okay, I think we've covered a lot of ground there. So, so some things hopefully for uh, people to think about when they are thinking about their, their planning of their communication strategies going into 2021. Um, and I do believe the next edition of our knowledge that will produce the B2B knowledge um, is on uh, adopting a strategic mindset as well. So hopefully there'll be some key tips in there, which is in production at the minute, to again, um, having the back of your mind and the front of your mind as, you, as you're starting to plan your uh, communications campaigns going into the new year. So um, thanks very much um, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks.